Contest of Champions, episode number 42, Professor X versus Mandarin. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Welcome back, comic book fans, to season number two of the Contest of Champions Live, the premier comic book podcast on the internet today. This is the 22nd fight of season two and the 42nd episode under our belts since we have gone live. Uh, before we continue on the show, just want to say thanks to everybody for following us on Twitter, for downloading our episodes through iTunes, uh, whichever way that you listen to the show, thanks for listening, and, and uh, we get more and more fans every episode that we do, so we are appreciative. So spread the word about this great little show that we do. Uh, it's always fun to hear from you, too, so be sure to uh, check us out on comicattack.forumer.com and drop us a line, and we'd love to hear from you. I am the clobbering clergyman Jeff Jackson, and with me uh, usually is the Canadian Cape Killer, along with our competitors. But in, unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties uh, this episode, some big ones, and uh, we lost the first half of the show. Uh, but fear not, uh, we did get the the fight and the power rankings in, so or at least most of the fight and the power rankings in. So um, uh, joining this week is a guy who honestly believes that Shaolin monks own power drills, infinite speech, and his opponent, a man who has so many photos floating around the internet of him and hot chicks on boats that he should consider starting his own self-help seminars, Minister Tom McNeely. And so we were also joined by uh, the the man, the myth, the legend, decapitated Dan, uh, who begged us to to have him come on the show, only to have the show uh, kind of go crazy on us. And uh, uh, I think you know you could say that maybe it was Dan who sabotaged something. I don't know, uh, but uh, it does seem a little suspicious to me. So. Um, unfortunately, all of Dan's parts got, got lost, so sorry about that, Dan. Um, a little bit of news. Uh, we did want to give a little shout-out to uh, Joe Kubert, who passed away today, a legend in the comics world, and we send our condolences to his family, and, and just thank you, Joe, for uh, all that you did for, for the comic book industry. Um, probably uh, there's very few people who have such a lasting impact as, as Joe Kubert, so... Uh, so yeah, so we remember him. Um, uh, some other things that we did on the show is we, we talked a little bit about some possible Marvel TV shows, and uh, so maybe we'll do that again in a future episode. And um, and our fights of the week and all of that stuff got lost as well too. So um, our fights of the week, uh, Ian's was from New Avengers number twenty nine, uh, which was the verbal fight between uh, Tony Stark and the other folks. Um, Tom had one from Batman Earth 1. Gid did have one. Uh, mine was from Archer and Armstrong number 1 from Valiant. Check it out. And Decapitated Dance was from Venom versus Jack-O-Lantern. Uh, was, was from Venom number 22. It was Venom versus Jack-O-Lantern. So, uh, so check all those books out. There's some great fights in those as well. So tonight's fight features Professor X managed by Tom McNeely versus Mandarin managed by Infinite Speech 
in the demonic realm of limbo. And so uh, we're going to go ahead and cut to the middle of that, a little bit of that fight. I think Speech had already given his first rationale, but he comes back and uh, and, and says some pretty strong things uh, near the end of the fight. So you're not missing too much. Uh, and of course, as always, if you want to find out more or you want to see more about this fight, go to comicattack.former.com com and uh, tell us what you think about this fight. So uh, let's go ahead and join our fight already in progress. Okay, so well, first of all, I, I don't think uh, Xavier is that big of a limp hand-to-hand combat-wise. And uh, actually, is Ileana actually in limbo all the time? I've, from what I've, I've gleaned, she's, uh, you know, she pops in and out as necessary, but she's not, she's not always in limbo. So while Xavier might be... Uh, you know, while she might send the the uh, demons after Xavier, that that's not going to be an instantaneous thing. On top of which, Xavier's actually been to Limbo before, whereas I don't think Mandarin ever has. So he's going to have the advantage of at least knowing the environment, is or at least knowing how changeable it can be, and and knowing how to use you know knowing how to use the environment against Mandarin. Um, as far as being a, a wuss at hand to hand, yeah, I'd, I'd say on a hand on a one-on-one basis against Mandarin, it, it, he wouldn't have a stand a chance. I mean, Mandarin is a is an actual fighter, whereas Xavier more call, was more just more resourceful, um, you know, and, and doesn't do hand-to-hand on a daily basis. Uh, unlike uh, unlike the Mandarin, I, I don't think it will come to a, a true hand-to-hand battle between them. On the other hand, Xavier has you know has uh, ripped off a shirt and tied a headband around his head and, and gone gorilla when he's had to. So uh, I I can see him first of all being able to to uh, camouflage himself somewhat from the demons, you know, disorient them, uh, distract them, and so on, and uh, and be able to lock in to to uh, Mandarin. Secondly, the Mento rings is not going to be perfect protection against for Mandarin. Uh, after all, he was beaten by Psylocke uh, a while back. Uh, this is going back to the early '90s with Lady Mandarin, when uh, he 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 kidnapped kidnapped. Uh, Psylocke and made her uh, his slave for a while, but she ended up rebelling and, and basically knocking him back. So uh, Xavier is going to be able to punch through the Mento ring, and uh, and he'll be able to. Whereas you know in Limbo, uh, things change. So that even if they're on opposite ends of it, there's they're going to you know it's, it's not going to be an easy track for them to get up with each other because we're talking entire realm here, not just a building or a room. And uh, so that's going to give Xavier time to. Uh, Time to uh, zero in on on uh, on Mandarin. Sorry, I lost words for a second. Uh, zero in on Mandarin and uh, and you know brain blast him. So and he can and Xavier's powers. I mean, he's facing down the entire Phoenix Four now. Uh, you know, he's he's already laid down the ultimatum to them. So uh, he's not going to be afraid of of being in Ileana's realm. He's he's going to have you know he's, he's going to be able to to make contact with Ileana if need be and and. And you know, it need be facing both down, but I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll come down. I don't think Ileana is going to be an active participant in this. This is not a team up battle. No one drafted Ileana, so it's uh, whereas the demons may come after Xavier, he's probably gonna be they're gonna be coming after both him and Mandarin. I mean, the Limboians don't don't necessarily like anybody invading their realm, true, and the corrupting and- 
Prince of Limbo is going to is is going to come into play here as well. It, it tends to have unusual effects. Remember what happened to Rockslide in in Limbo, and uh, and Anol. Uh, they they you know both it, it changes people who come in. So Xavier at least has experienced this. He knows the dark side of Limbo and what it does to people. Uh, Mandra is not going to have quite the uh, quite the pleasant experience there, and. Uh, when, also, uh, magic, especially in her realm, is not is not the peaches and cream magic of uh, of the Marvel universe. She is she is actually a demon sorceress. So, um, yeah, she will easily double cross Mandarin if it if it suits her needs. And uh, and so, any plans he tries to make with with magic will probably backfire on him as well. So, I, I see Xavier. Uh, you know, is in terms of of having the remote attack, he's going to be able to zero in on Mandarin from the distance. Mandarin. It's not necessarily going to have an easy time of finding Xavier in the first place. And meanwhile, Xavier's going to be able to lock on to him and take him out remotely. So uh, uh, I, don't, I don't see it. You know, Xavier's the most powerful telepath, uh, at least of, of the non-cosmic beings in the Marvel Universe. So he's, he's easily going to be able to overcome Mandarin. If, if Mandarin's mentor ring was so powerful, you know, he wouldn't be beaten as much as he is. All right. To clarify a few things. Um... The whole Psylocke fight, it was a stalemate because Wolverine popped the claws. He thought Wolverine was unconscious. Psylocke didn't beat him. He actually fought her um, telepathy as she tried to paralyze him. He fought through it and had the disintegration ring right at her face. The only thing that saved her was that Logan was acting unconscious and did the whole two claws, one claw in the middle goes through through your forehead if you don't, uh, um, you know, if you don't back off. So that was more of a stalemate and they all just went their separate ways. Um, Magic recently stated that um, she can travel instantaneously between Earth and Limbo at the speed of thought. All the demons have to do is just notify her because they are holding the Avengers, you know, as a prisoner there. So she can go back and forth. So, I mean, hey, Professor X shows up. He's already thrown the ultimatum. She knows he's not on their side. Whether or not he's he's only talked pretty much a little bit of trash to the Phoenix Five. He hasn't faced him down. They haven't mentally fought, so he hasn't shown this omnipotent power. But the bottom line is he shows up in limbo. She's going to know. She will be there. He won't be able to make it through the, um, the onslaught of demons. And Magic would enlist the aid of mandarin as long as it suits her needs and purposes mandarin just wants to be from professor x she wants to beat him she wants him held captive because he's a threat to her so there's there there's just no way that's going to work out in professor x's favor mandarin himself like i said he doesn't have to i didn't mean him being like a hand-to-hand superior to Charles. I just meant that Charles not being able to fight off hordes of demons running um, running at him. Now, effects of um, Limbo on the, the human psyche and everything, it's not like it's it's not going to drive Mandarin crazy or anything because, again, I mean, he's he's got the ring that'll help shield, you know, some things, and you brought up two X-Men characters that are basically still, you know, kind of young children that don't have a lot of limbo experience. They don't have a lot of life experience either. Professor X and Mandarin have pretty much been through hell and back. So it's going to take a little while for limbo to drive them both crazy. So that's 
bad fact there is neither here nor, nor there. These guys are going to meet up, and Professor X not only going to have to contend with Mandarin and the Ten Rings, but a horde of demons coming after him, uh, magic coming after him, and there there's no way he'll be able to stop it all. And like I said, Mandarin's going to come out on, on top. You know, Psylocke's fight. Man, I, I want to say need, something I, so bad. Psylocke's <laughs> fight, I can't, I can't even... <laughs> I can't even add that to um, the whole telepathic thing because he they used a machine to brainwash her. So it's not like he was using his ring to control her the entire time. But like I said, he's strong-willed enough to fight through telepathic attack, and I'm pretty sure he'll do just fine against Professor X. Because not like Betsy's no slouch, especially then when she was doing the whole Quanon, Quanon thing, however the hell you pronounce that. Mm. So uh, here, here's where I, I disagree. I guess, the, of course, we're going to disagree on all this, but uh, that's the, that's the point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, Xavier already know, he knows Ileana, you know, very well. So even and and he has faced down the the uh, Phoenix Force on his own. I mean, he he's faced down Jean Grey. On his own, and uh, and actually did beat her. It, it, I mean, it, it, it. But we're talking about one fourth, I guess, now of the Phoenix Force, not the entire thing. So it's a, uh, you know, and he has to, he has faced down the the whole thing before, you know, four times the power, and still come out on top, at least temporarily. So uh, I can see, you know, that she's going to, Ileana might might throw everything she has at him, but I, I don't, I, you know, I, I think he's going to. Uh, be able to, you know, he's not a. It's not his first time in in limbo. It's not his first time dealing with the, the demons. He's going to be able to misdirect them, to uh, to bring up, uh, you know, bring up illusions of the mages or the Delasco or Sim or, or or even Amanda Sefton, just to uh, just distract the demons and get around them. Yeah, you know, they, he's not just going to be a sitting duck for them. He, he's he's got his own resources. He also knows how to survive in limbo. He's going to be able to, uh, you know, to get a, the. Unless they get cornered on in a mountaintop and start swarming him, there's, uh, you know, he's going to be able to get it. He's going to be able to distract them uh, to, uh, you know, telepathically uh, distort distort them and or throw them off enough to where they're, you know, not just going to be able to swarm him without any uh, any other um, or without any, you know, without. Uh, he's not going to be able to. Ju- he's not just going to be sitting there waiting for them to come and swarm him over him. He's going to misdirect them and be able to get around them. And in the meantime, casting out, finding Mandarin, and then just shut him down right then and there. Mm-hmm. So for all of uh, Ileana's power in Limbo, as much as she talks about it, really, she never, you know, you would think being the Sorcerer Supreme of, you know, the, the absolute power in Limbo, she's, she doesn't normally just strike down a bolt of lightning from above and take out her enemies when they're there. She usually likes to toy with them and so on. So I, I don't see her as really... Um, coming into play it's not xavier versus magic it's xavier versus mandarin and i think mandarin's going to uh, xavier's going to be able to take out mandarin mm-hmm. um and and the, i think the environment will work you know mandarin at some point has to negotiate with Ileana, like you were saying well how's he going to do that well well uh you know it's not an instantaneous thing he's got to contact Ileana first and then uh, and negotiate a deal with her and she probably she'll probably want to play with him for a while too so it's not one of these things where he's going to pop up. Hey, go get let's go get Xavier together, and they go off. It's you know he he'd have to first meet her, and this is uh, 
you know, realm. She, I think she would be more apt to, uh, to confront Xavier first without Mandarin, you know, without even paying much attention to Mandarin, uh, or maybe send, send the demon wards just to take him out too. So you, you could see it backfiring just as much on, on Mandarin as on the, on, on Xavier in that regard. So oh, this is a cl- this is a close one. This is a close yeah, one. It's, it's, it's oh, extreme. I think the, I think the environment is going to work against both characters fairly evenly. Because uh, it, it, what speech? What you're uh, predicating your your rationale on is that he's he's able to negotiate with Ileana. Is Ileana in a state that she's that she's that they that they can negotiate? Uh, from what I've seen, the Phoenix uh, Phoenix powered X Men, and they're they're pretty uh, unreasonable with talking to normal humans. But the, so. the problem with that is, is is that the main goal here is Professor X. Both of them want the same guy, period. And when two idiots want the same thing, they'll they'll buddy up just for a moment, you know, regardless. But even if I mean, he's not going to seek out magic. I was just, you know, I threw that in there just in case they bump into each other because it can't happen because she's going to be al- alerted that there are intruders in, in the realm, period. But Charles excuse me, when he faced the Phoenix, he had the benefit of his his students behind him and the fact that Gene was also fighting from the inside. So that kind of did help him out a bit. But when Phoenix wanted to just unleash and kick his ass, she damn near fried his brain. And we all know that too. I mean, he was barely able to hold his own. But coming into... Um, coming into contact with um, Mandarin, the, bo- the bottom line is, is that I do think the ring is strong enough to help him protect his mind. His willpower is also strong enough to help him fight off um, the telepathic attack because I don't see him being um, tossed around or used as some telepath's puppet, even when he has faced them. And like I said, Betsy has done some pretty amazing things with her powers, and she wasn't able to do this to him. And it took everything she had when she did fight him. So the thing is, though, is when they get get in range of each other, Professor X still has a regular frail body. I mean, it can be ice beam, disintegration beam, that damn vortex can just slam him. He he, he can just use the gravity beam and just, you know, in encase the entire area that Professor X is in. So the guy will just held his body will just crush itself. It'll just fall in upon itself and he'll implode. You know, there's just so Professor X is a very frail man. I mean, he may be, you know, he may have some hand to hand fight skills. I mean, he was in the in the in the army or whatnot. But still, when it comes down to it, he's pretty much open to regular attack and just injury like a regular guy. So, I mean, telepathic powers or not, he's not just going to see Mandarin and shut him down from, you know, the, the other side of limbo. There's way too much interference. These okay. guys are going to have to meet does up. Know how to fight though. I mean, he was, he was in the army. He, uh, and he has fought, you know, he, he's fought by the side of, uh, he's fought with star jammers, for example. Yeah. So. Yeah. But there's no way he's even anywhere near the skills of Mandarin period. I mean, you're talking about a man who can punch through Iron Man, Man's armor. What do you think he's going to do if he, I mean, even if he wanted to just play around and just hand-to-hand with Professor X, he'd punch through through the guy's chest and that'd be it. I mean, I don't think it's going to come down to a hand-to-hand fight with, the, with these two. I just think, you know, it'll be some ring action 
like I like I said, the the gra- the gravity ring, the vortex ring, disintegration. He can create a cloud of poisonous air right around Professor X's head. Boom, he he's dead. He can encase the guy. He can turn the air or the immediate molecules right. Concrete. Bam. How do you know he's there, actually attacking Xavier, not not attacking empty air, with Xavier being fifty feet the other way? Uh, yeah, Xavier can cast illusions. He can, and he will be able to punch through the Mento ring. So I mean, it's uh, yes. See, Xavier still has to see, and I mean, hey, we got the dark force ring. We can just bam in case the whole thing in darkness there. Hmm. And, All right. I think I think uh, I think we're going to leave it there for now. I did have a full idea that one more one more thing, and this this I I I don't know if it really is helping strategy or not, but I could actually see Ileana grabbing both combatants and realizing this is a battle uh, COC battle type thing, putting them in an arena just for her own amusement. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would actually be kind of cool to see in the comics. But yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, two good rationales there. Um, and uh, we'll see what what happens on the forum. So uh, it is important for everybody to, to remember that the circumstances uh, under which these two guys are competing, um, the fighters are teleported into the respective environment, and on op- they're on opposite ends of the environment, and they have a full disposal of any and of all the resources there. Uh, the fighters aren't allowed to leave the environment, but teleportation and flyers are not considered as leaving the environment. And finally, the winner shall be determined based on the fact that he or she has subdued the opponent's fighter. Subduing can be anything from restraining to killing. Um, next week, uh, Infinite Speech is back with us um, for, for a back-to-back fight, and he will be taking on Dan Briand. Um, I am? God, I haven't faced him in a while. I know, I know. So, um, Dan, uh, I believe, even though he still has Protector because he fled, um, I, I do believe that he has to use Wolverine before he can use Protector again. So, uh, <laughs> And so that also means, I think, before Gid uses Mandarin again, if he wins this fight, uh, it's looking like it's going to be Iron Fist versus Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, oh my! Yes. <laughs> that God, it's 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 getting hard. This is oh, too oh, this man. is too hard. <laughs> Dan is the home team though, so uh, we'll see what he pulls out in, in terms of uh, an environment. So, <laughs> oh God, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. What do you think about this one, Ian? Mandarin and <laughs> Professor X. What do you think about those rationales? Uh, interesting. I think there's some, a couple of key things that I think were left out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I don't know if that was on purpose or, or not. I think it was. I think, yeah. I think there's a couple of things that were left out on purpose. Um, I think, I think the environment plays a big role in this fight. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. And, and I think proximity too. Right. So it all depends, right? Like uh, they're teleported in on opposite ends of the environment, and we're talking about limbo. So I, I'm I'm not really, you know, I don't want to get too philosophical or anything like that. But I'm not really sure what that means in limbo, because my right. guess is that limbo has no, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like a contained environment, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, it also changes constantly. So 
Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think so. I think that I think that could have a have a bit of an impact on this fight as well. So I think uh, I think Mandarin has the advantage in close, and I think uh, Xavier has the advantage from further away. All right, all right. So uh, this season we uh, we also introduced a new segment to our show called. It, it, it's not so new anymore, eh? No, Jeff? it's not really. It's not very new. <laughs> We've been doing it for now. twenty episodes now. Yeah. Yeah. This so this season we introduced a very old segment to our show called the uh, the COC Power Rankings. Power Rankings. Nice. Sorry. Yeah. Nice. That's that's all I can do tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where we we take it upon ourselves to rank five <laughs> characters each week in terms of uh, who's the toughest. And what we're trying to do here is we're trying to come up with like a master list of. Uh, of the Marvel characters, and we're hoping there's just going to be enough episodes this year that we can rank the whole Marvel universe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're getting Based close. I feel like we're getting yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, if if uh, if you'd like to submit a character for us for it to be ranked, or just want to yell at us for how stupid our choices are, um, log in at comicattack.former.com and tell us what you think in the COC thread labeled Power Rankings. Tonight's five nominees are, in no particular order, um, Spiral from the Mojoverse, Taskmaster, Psylocke, whose name came up a couple of times in the rationales tonight, um, X-23, and uh, I don't know if it's Dokken or Dakin. I don't know how you say it. I always say it Dokken myself. I think, it's, I think it is Dokken. Like yeah, more, it's Kind of has like a German twang to it. Right. I think it's actually Japanese, but... Actually, what? I think it's supposed to be Japanese. Does it mean like outsider or something in Japanese? Mongrel. 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 That's it. Dokken. I didn't mean. I didn't mean German. I meant that I say it kind of. Never mind. <laughs> you would think D O K K E N and the uh, the heavy metal band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking for pronunciation. Right. But then, uh, but then Tom goes and attacks me. <laughs> for no good reason. Um. Okay, yeah, so Spiral, Taskmaster, Psylocke, X-23, and Dokken. Um I don't know. Jeff, do you want to go first? Sure. No, actually, no, I want to go, I want to go last because I, I, I get to rank this, this, this night. So, uh, so let somebody else go. You go first. But I don't like your list. I don't care. <laughs> well, you, that's why I want to listen because you may convince me to switch mine around. <laughs> Yeah right. Hey, what the what the what the, <laughs> listeners, what the listeners don't know here is that <laughs> I competed in one of these competitions. So we've had how many in total now, Jeff? Eight. Yeah, this is this is number no, this is number seven. Seven. So we've had seven COCs. Um, two only two have been live, um, but we've had seven COCs, and I've only competed in one of them myself, um, and it was a bit of a. It was an interesting COC, eh? Yeah, Jeff, yeah. That it was one? horrible. It was, uh, it was the worst. Everything from the draft to the finish was was interesting because I, <laughs> we we decided partway through that we needed another manager. So then, because I wasn't going to compete in it, so then I said I'd compete. And they they'd already drafted four rounds, uh, and then I started drafting, which was a bit of a handicap. But um, in in that one, I drafted Spiral. And I was all jacked about drafting Spiral because she's gonna take me to take me right to the end kind of thing. Um, and then Jeff frickin <laughs> as one of the voters votes that Rhino beats Spiral. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, in real life, I could beat Ryan. Well, it became it became it came down to a tie. First of all, so back then we used to the it all used to be done. Uh, the poll used to just be done. That was that was it. If 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 you won the poll, then you won. And uh, it got down to a tie, and so I had to I had to make the final decision because I was the guy running the game, and uh, and so when it came down to spiral and Rhino, unequivocally, I say Rhino wins that match. Still to this day, I still say <laughs> Rhino wins. I have no remorse about that at all. That was she's the best. That was the best call ever made. She's a freaking teleporter. So who cares? You have freaking. Do what? Stab her with his horn. <laughs> Stupidest decision ever. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay, although it was sweet vindication when Cloak took out Fing Fang. <laughs> yeah, there was that. <laughs> there was that. This is this is more of that insider stuff that people start to tune to nowadays. Yeah, um, exactly right. Okay, so my rankings. My rankings, um, I, probably no surprise after my little prelude there, um, that uh, first, I, I rank first Spiral, um, then Taskmaster, then Psylocke, then Dokken, and then X-23. Um, I put X-23 last because she's, I think of these characters, she lacks experience. She's, she's probably the most dangerous hand-to-hand fighter uh, out of this, this list, but she's also... Um, I think she's easily manipulated, um, and, and she comes up on the short end of a lot of fights, uh, including fights with Dokken. Um, I put Dokken second last um, because, and I forget who, I think it was John, actually. John, it was John Hensley in the forums. He made a really good point, and he said that uh, the main reason why Dokken is constantly surrounding himself with teams and teams of people is because he just can't get the job done on his own. Um, and the more I thought about that, I was like, you know what? He's damn right. Um, he can't. He always has to be on a team or, you know, have some evil master plan. He can never just go in and fight somebody. Well, which is too bad because he looks cool, but he's he's a he's a giant wuss. Um, <laughs> Psylocke, uh, I think, has all of the skills that Dokken has, and also has a calm, cool, collective head about her, which comes in pretty handy with the. Uh, hand-to-hand in martial arts con- uh, fighting. Not to mention she has her telepathic ability and her, um, her, uh... Scimitar? You call that dagger. Uh, yeah. Her, what is it, a katana now? Psychic knife. Psychic knife. Psychic knife. Yeah, didn't they it. change the knife over to a katana now? I think it got changed back to the knife. Oh, yeah, so that's a knife? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's my, my fault. I'm, I'm that far behind. Um, and then my top two... These are two of my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe who never get used, or when they are used, they're never used properly. Um, so second from the top, I, in second place, I rank Taskmaster. Um, I think he's a freaking awesome character. I have his, I own most of his appearances, and I'll never forget his very first appearance when, uh, when he fought Captain America, and how it was one of those comics where you read it, and I felt sorry for Captain America. Like, I thought, oh shit, he's, he's going to get killed in this fight because um, of, tel- of Taskmaster's his abilities are perfect against a fighter like Captain America. Um, super, super awesome character. Um, his mini that came out about two years ago, I think it was, maybe even three years now, really good. I think it was a four or five issue mini. So good. Like, I'd advise anybody that wants, you know, go pick it up. It was a great, great piece of writing. Um, it, it was everything that Deadpool, I think, should be. Uh, and, and then first, I put Spiral. Now, Spiral, 
um, great hand-to-hand fighter. She's got six arms. She's a sword master. She can teleport. Um, she's a magician. She, she's like Ileana. She's like magic. Um, and there's, there's uh, many people believe, if you read her, her, her biography or her, um, her bio, that she's, she's actually like Mojo is the master of his universe that she's uh, the master of a couple of other alien universes where she's actually, you know, the high supreme power of being in those places. Um, so she, in my opinion, she doesn't even belong on this list, but I know with Jeff around, I have to put her on a list like this <laughs> because Jeff has no idea. Uh, she spi- Spiral, the, the thing with Spiral is Spiral's a team beater. You know what I mean? She's like, you know, Dr. Doom's a team beater. And what? Spi- oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Give me you know, a break. Yeah, Mojo sends her in by herself against the X-Men. And no, no, she's... no, never. That's never, ever never? happened. Never really? happened. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, X-Men annual number 10. She's always with the Freedom Force. She's always with no. Jeff, her other, other Mojo annual group. Number 10. X-Men annual number 10. That's all I have to say. Go look at it. She, and she cleans the X-Men. Uh, bull crap. No she's way. a team beater. She's no a team way. beater. Anyway, so that's my ranking. Spiral, Taskmaster, Psylocke, Dakin. X twenty three. All right, all right. I'm gonna go ahead and talk about Spiral. Um, first of all, I should go last. No. All right, all right. I'll go last. Sure. I just, I just want, I just want you to hear Tom's okay. speech. All right. School you on Spiral. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tom, go for it. Okay, I put Psylocke first, and this is this is why. Uh, mm. She has beaten Spiral. She has Spiral old enemies. Yes. Uh, Spiral's the one that gave her her artificial eyes she had for a while after Slave Master took them. And tortured her in uh, the Mojoverse, and so Spiral and Psylocke are arch enemies, uh, and Psylocke has beaten her before. Uh, so I, I put Psylocke over Spiral, and then I put Doc in next week three. I, I put Taskmaster last, mainly. I, I don't know Taskmaster as well. I know he's got the uh, uh, what do they call it. Um, he basically can uh, his, like instant muscle memory. He just watches someone fight, and he can adapt their fighting style. The problem or, is every other or, fighter on this list has enhancements the Taskmaster can't match. You know, Psylocke has her telepathy and uh, and psychic knife. Spiral's got her um, you know, has, uh, magic and teleportation. Doc in the next 23 have claws and healing factors, none of which Taskmaster can match. So he uh, that's why I ranked him below those. I, I could see putting him maybe uh, as high as third over Doc in the next 23 just maybe on a hand-in-hand basis he could possibly take them, but... Uh, but I don't see him being Psylocke or Spiral. Um, and then, uh, so, so anyway, uh, I had the same idea as, as Ian did on Dokken X-23 in that Dokken has more experience and, uh, and has the, uh, and X-23 is just too uh, experienced and uncontrolled. And I think Dokken would, could take her. So the, I, I really just basically had it in two groups, Psylocke versus Spiral, Dokken versus X-23, and the Taskmaster is kind of the wild card that, that would fit either in the middle or at the end. He, could, right. be, he could be either both Dokken and X-23 or neither of them. Um, All right, speech. All right. I actually, school, um, school me, please. <laughs> well, it's funny because um, I also have Psylocke because she's beaten Spiral. <laughs> But Spiral is a, a bit of a tank, but I think with Betsy, it was it was more that that drive to kick her ass and for the payback. So um, I have Psylocke first. I actually have Taskmaster second because his um his ability to be uh, to to have the photographic memory and reflexes kind of fits perfectly against 
most of these guys. Like I, I, I put Betsy above him only because of the, the telepathy, because he could mimic and counteract all of her fighting styles. The same with Spiral is um her her fighting styles as well. Because six arms or not, there's only so much you can do hand to hand wise. Um, so I have Psylocke, Taskmaster, Spiral, Deken. It's kind of like what Ian said. He actually for his, his stuff to really, really come together, he needs backup. The only time he really gets down, down and dirty is he's fighting daddy and he's got, you know, the daddy issues. X-23 is at the end just because she's still she she hasn't found that that balance and temperament that comes with age wise. So, I mean, she'll be handled pretty much in a, in, in a fight by most of these guys. They have a little bit more experience and a little bit better hold on their emotional state than she does. Sorry, speech. Did you say that spiral is second or third? She's third. Third, okay. Yeah, Yeah. see, I, I would disagree with putting Taskmaster over Spiral because Spiral has teleportation and her magic. And well, I only... he He's fought a couple of teleporters before. I mean, he, he even, you know, went up against Deadpool, who's got his artificial teleporter a couple of times. And he's, he's fought enough people to where he can anticipate several moves. And he's fought three and four and five guys at the same time. So that's pretty much like fighting a teleporter. So I figure anybody that can hold his own, you know, against, you know, well-trained fighters like that, Spiral's teleporting isn't going to be that much of a, fa- of a factor. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd still say the magic would be everything, but that, that's a difference of opinion. All right, yeah. all right. Um, it's it's like y'all are saying it's almost like it's, in my ears it's like you're you're saying that like Crimson Commando could beat these guys oh, like God. <laughs> like that's what that's the level I put Spiral on. First of all, Sp- Spiral only teleports in and teleports out. She never teleports during a fight. I've never seen it. She does. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. Out. Okay, I'm you find, go grab you find it. You find it. Good. <laughs> Um, oh. she doesn't use it in the midst of, in the midst of battle. She teleports in, she teleports out. That's it. Um, she's a loser. She's the biggest kind of loser. She, she, she loses to the X-Men all the time and Psylocke in, in, in particular. So, she, so judging on all that, I put her at the bottom of the list. I don't think she's anything special. Six you arms. You know who's lost more than, you know who's lost more than Spiral and everybody, um, body just. Sings his holy graces, Logan. Logan has had his ass kicked for like decades. <laughs> that's true. I mean, but, but Spiral is a bad guy. The bad well, she, guy. Well, I know she does. Yeah, top. that's true. That's they're, true. They're, but they're but, I, but I'm saying in this group of people, if 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 we're putting these five together in a in a group, who's gonna be uh, who's gonna be beaten first? It's Spiral. <laughs> in, in my mind, it's Spiral. Um, I mean, you know, maybe with, with another group of people, she'd be at the top. But um, okay, Longside's beating her too. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. long freaking shot. That's because when he debuted, they had to pump him up like no. he was the best. Yeah, that, but that's but that's continuity. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you can't always say, well, you know, sorry, hey, she she you know she's just she at the butt. She beat him and he beat her. Yeah, still. Long. long a vortex dancer. I I think she is more powerful. I wouldn't put her dead last. I'd say second to Psylocke and. Um, but I, I, I think uh, I think she's being underrated due to the fact she does just have powers other than her swords and six arms yeah, and teleportation. Yeah, I think she sucks. That's her power. Um, <laughs> the the uh, <laughs> the next one I put I put X twenty three. I mean I, I I hear what you're saying about the inexperienced thing, but I mean 
this this kid has had more experience than a lot of adults have in in combat situations. She was bred to be a fighter, and she was killing people at the age of like six and seven. So, um, I think you put X twenty three and Spiral up up against each other. I think it's going to be a great fight, but I think X twenty three is coming out ahead. Dawkin, I for the same reasons you guys, I put her, I put him above X twenty three, but um, you know, I, I think he has accomplished some pretty. Me, pretty big feats in, in in his short career. Um, I mean, he's the guy who killed the Punisher. He's you know, he's the guy who. Not that that's a huge feat, but um, <laughs> but I mean, he's done some things. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean, you're you, you guys are right. He always surrounds himself with people, and that's how he ends up uh, on top. But um, uh, I put Psylocke next, and and Psylocke and Taskmaster, I really had to think a lot about because what do you do when you get have somebody who's telepathic, who can kind of judge uh, what somebody's thinking and somebody like Taskmaster who can mimic any kind of fighting style. Like, to me, it's like chicken or egg kind of debate there. Um, I think it's really, really good, but I've always just thought Taskmaster is is awesome. I mean, he can, one-on-one fighting-wise, um, I think he can put down any of these people just in terms of his fighting skills. And 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 not only is he a photographic, like he can, if he's fighting a new person, he can fight their, he can use their fighting style, but also um, he remembers them. Like he, he, you know, so he can now fight like all of the other people he's ever fought before. Yeah, um, crappy. And so that's just that's an accumulated amount of of of, of people that he's fought. So, um, and it's, you know, Psylocke is no is no uh, slouch, but uh, but that's why I put Taskmaster, Psylocke, Dokken, twenty X twenty three, and Spiral at the bottom. So, but I will put them in the ranking based on their numeric rankings, since there is debate about where Spiral, you know, is here. So. I mean, we all have varying opinions about Spiral, but you just hate her. No, I really just think <laughs> think she. I I don't I don't see what you guys see. I, maybe I haven't read. I mean, I've I feel like I've read everything. I've I've even got the long shot uh, original Art Adams little series thing, and and I I just don't see it. I don't get it. Hey, don't worry. I've got. I'm putting the scans on right now. Okay. All right. Well, I've you got. Show, you show me. You show me. Hey, just listen. I got some good ones. I got this. It's somewhere she just single-handedly takes out the X-Men. So she first she takes out Rachel, um, just destroys her, and then Rogue tries to absorb her powers and can't because her mind's too complex. So she goes down. Yeah. Oh, um, Colossus attacks her. She picks up Colossus and body slams him. Oh, Is that the annual? Is that, that 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 annual drawn by Art Adams? Uh, That's when Art Adams was at the top of his game. Yeah, I think it is. I would love to see that happen now. And it won't. It won't happen right now. <laughs> I'm going to contact Marvel. We're gonna <laughs> I'm going to call Art Adams, see if he'll draw it and draw it again. All right, so where are we? So let's see. Uh, Psylocke gets the most numeric ratings with 17, and followed by Taskmaster with 14, Spiral with 13, Dokken with 10, and X-23 with 6. Um... So let's see. Putting all of these characters, um, I mean, I think this this is like the cream of the crop of the of the fighting group. Um, so I, you know, I'm looking around the area of Spider-Man, Thing, Cyclops, Iron Fist, uh, those those kind of those kind of folks. Um, 
I think I. Oh, this is tough. Because uh, I think that Psylocke could put down the thing. Do you think? Do you, what do you guys think? Well, it's, apparently Bobby was able to freeze him, and that—that's all it took. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's true. God, this Avengers versus X Men is just totally yeah. It's ruined our it's, it's ruined our sides. power rankings, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it? It's hurting characters on all sides. They can be put down by the littlest things now. But see, no, it's like it's like World War Hulk. You just ignore it. Oh God, he yeah. was way too powerful. Ooh, but actually now I'm looking I'm looking further up the list, and I see Monet and Justice. And I think Psylocke is is better than those guys. Oh yeah, better than Justice. Yeah, yeah. Fighter, I mean, yeah, yeah. I but mean, I think I think it's just his name. Justice. <laughs> I'm putting, I'm putting Psylocke underneath just uh, underneath Quentin Quire, and above Justice. Well, and even then, Psylocke could probably take out Quentin Quire, couldn't she? Right. What do you guys? But they're think? all above. Are they above Wong? Yes. Okay. So Psylocke, I'm putting, uh, but underneath Emma Frost, because yeah, I don't think I think uh, yeah. Emma would school her. Um, let's see. The next is Taskmaster, and I would put him a little bit. Gosh, it's hard. It's hard to think about like Taskmaster versus a bunch of of magic wielders. Um. I'm putting him under Spider-Man. Has Taskmaster ever taken out Spider-Man? Yep. He has? Yep. All right. Well, then I'll put him underneath Sebastian Shaw. I don't think he could take oh, That's him. a guy that's overrated, but, you know, oh, well. Yeah. If, yeah. if he blinks his eyes, he'll absorb kinetic energy and be able to beat down anybody in the Marvel U. <sighs> well... You know, them, yeah, them. but I guess Taskmaster. I mean, that's that's just it. every blow that Taskmaster lands just makes him stronger. So, I I would agree with that. Uh, no, because I mean, Sebastian Shaw's been choked out. There it is. I mean, and Taskmaster would just choke him out. Okay, that's a good. That's, um, that's I mean, that's a counter. <laughs> all right, my 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 uh, my pride will not allow me to put Spiral above Rhino, so I'll put. Um, <laughs> I'll put Spiral directly under Rhino, and and above um, and above Sasquatch. So you know she could take out Alpha Flight. I I could go for that. that that's fine with my, that's fine by me. Um, and Dokken and X twenty three. Uh, oh man, let's see. Uh, I don't think Dokken can take out uh, Mystique. Do y'all think Daka can take up Mystique? I don't think so. Well, Wolverine has trouble with Mystique, and I know yeah. if Wolverine can't take her out, then Daka can take her out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, but remember, uh, Daka, when he was introduced, was an assassin. I mean, I, I don't know about this can't close the deal stuff, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. You can't close the deal because... But I, I definitely don't think you can balls kill off their characters. All right, and I'll put, I'll put X-23 right under Daka, so... So there you go. There we go. I, I, I put them there. So, uh, so feel free to you know if you are a spiral lover out there, if you like the gals with the six arms, um, then then feel free to, to tell me what you think on the, on the forum. So, there you go. Ian, you okay there, pal? 
I'm not a part of this podcast anymore. I'm just getting students. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that's it for episode number uh, 42 of COC Live. Go to comicattack.former.com under COC to vote for who you think is the most deserving to win tonight's fight. If you have any questions that you would like answered on the show, add them to the Ask the COCers thread in the forum. Uh, we would love to see millions of people uh, argue in the fights in the forum, so please feel free to post in the fight thread. Also, look for us on Twitter at COC Podcast. Like us on Facebook at Contest of Champions. Subscribe in iTunes and write us a review. And check out our newest affiliate, ComicRelated.com, who uh, has been doing an excellent job of posting the Contest of Champions live and um and along with some other great podcasts like the aforementioned tales from the water cooler and discussions with uh modok i mean decapitated in um yeah ian are you are you there i told you i'm not doing we record every Sunday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, so be sure to get your votes in before then. After some top-notch... What? No. <laughs> after, after some mediocre editing by the yes, Jeff... I agree uh, with that. I agree with that. The, uh, the fight is posted and is ready for listening the following Tuesday. Uh, thanks again to our great competitors, Tom and Infinite Speech. And thanks to Dan for stopping by and paying us a short, short visit. Um, and thanks to Jeff for uh, making me realize that I know a lot more about comics than he does. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, thanks to all the listeners. Especially thank you to the listeners who are going to email in and post in the forums about just how awesome Spiral really truly is. Oh, um, from all of us here at COC, have a great week. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>